friend, you're listening to Life Coach in Your Pocket with me, your certified life coach, Rachel Bailey. Each week, I'll bring you inspiration, motivation, and empowering learnings to help you navigate life's unexpected terrains. I believe that the more we know, the faster we grow. So each week, I'll be teaching high-level coaching concepts that you can apply to your real life. Here's to accomplishing big dreams, believing in your inner champion, and living a life filled with ease and joy. Like all navigational tools in the 21st century, I fit right in your pocket. I'm a life coach in your pocket. Happy listening. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Life Coach in Your Pocket with me, your certified life coach, Rachel Bailey. And I have with me an amazing, super special guest. I absolutely adore her. This is Crystal Dela Cruz. And Crystal is a Bay Area native. She grew up in the high pressure environment of Silicon Valley, which fueled her ambition to help others navigate stress and anxiety. Two years ago, she embarked on her journey to become a life coach, specializing as a mindset and confidence coach. Crystal dedicates her career to assisting recovering people pleasers and codependent individuals in developing the tools and knowledge needed to live life on their own terms. Her approach is deeply influenced by her own experiences making her work not just a profession, but a calling to empower others towards personal growth and resilience. Welcome, Crystal. We're so excited to have you. Hi, Rachel. I'm so happy to be here. So happy to talk to you today. And happy Super Bowl Day. (laughs) Yeah, we're recording on Super Bowl Sunday. I I was like, good. (laughs) I'm not going to any parties or anything. We're chill, but... (laughs) Yes. Happy Super Bowl, everybody. Um, So Crystal, so it's been two years since you got into personal development, got into coaching. And I'd love to start by asking what prompted you to get into the personal development industry? I really wanted to, and this is probably a cliche answer. Everyone says, I want to help people. And yes, that's absolutely true. I do want to help people. I think I had this deep passion to learn more about myself. And that fueled me to want to learn more about other people. And because I was able to gain the tools in the personal development industry to help myself, that was even more so true, even more genuine and authentic for me to want to help others because I was like, wow, these tools helped me to change my life pretty much. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I can definitely relate to that. Like I know it's maybe for people that haven't worked with a life coach when we say like, oh, the tools are amazing. They change your life. That might not mean anything yet. When we say that we truly mean it. I'm curious, Crystal, if you could chunk down like for us, when you say the tools were life-changing for me, what are a couple of the tools that really supported you in sort of finding the best version of yourself? Mm, Great question. I really love the study of NLP Mm. because of its emphasis on language and the words you say mainly to yourself. Mm-hmm. You reframe some of those concepts. I think, like for me, I'm so used to, like prior to personal development, 
a lot of negative self-talk. Simply shifting that language and shifting the thoughts and emotions along with it was so supportive to me. And also understanding projections. Mm. Like, what am I really feeling inside? That's affecting my viewpoint of the outer world. Mm. Like, things that are, quote unquote, happening to me. Um, It helped me shift out of the victim mentality and really look inward and be like, what am I feeling right now? Where is this coming from? And learning to dig and not be afraid to really dive deep into where it's coming from. And a lot of it, yeah, a lot of it came from my childhood. And so having to face that and revisit those things, although scary, uh, was so transformative in so many ways. Oh, yeah. I love that explanation of how you realized the world is not happening to you, right? Right. In a sense, like we're happening to the world. Like Mm -hmm. I'm happening to the world. The world isn't happening to me. Yet when things happen in life, it's what's going on inside me. What are my thoughts? What are my emotions? What are, what is this bringing up? That's a reflection of my past. And so brilliantly said, Crystal, you had said that personal development really helped you learn more about yourself. Would you mind sharing, if, if this isn't too personal for a public podcast, Let's do maybe, it. One, maybe one thing that you learned in doing that deep dive on your past, something you learned about yourself, whether positive, negative, either way, tell us something you learned. Wow. I, a a big one that I learned was about the relationship my mom and I had. That's definitely a topic of exploration for me that has gone on since I started this work and why I want to go on to support people in codependent relationships. Um, As a child, my, my mom got very sick at a young age, and I had to grow up really quickly. So taking care of her from the age of 12 and till this day in in different ways, and learning how to create boundaries with one another, with her, with our relationship, to strengthen it and to better it so that I don't resent her and, and our journey together, and so that she can also find herself without me and what that means for for both of us and I think as a Filipino American that's also a cultural thing Mm. you're kind of groomed to take care of your family as they age and I think that creates a lot of codependency and a lot of uh, those tendencies that I don't think um, are healthy long term Mm. so learn to really heal the parts of myself that felt like I needed to be this person that really didn't serve me and didn't align with me anymore. And yeah. that's okay. And I, and that's a big learning for me was like, Hey, Crystal, it's okay. And to extend a little bit of kindness and love to myself for, for all that's brought me to today. Wow. That is so powerful. I heard in there that, you know, taking care of your mom at a young age sort of 
created a situation where you felt like she was relying on you and it sort of created this codependent relationship. And then I, I found it so fascinating when you said, you know, in my culture, it's, it's normal for children to take care of their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that family first as a value until it becomes a problem in your life, until it prevents yeah. you from growing, right? Until it prevents you from being your true authentic self or having boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the difference. I can put my family first and have boundaries too. Right. <laughs> if I don't, then it's sort of this enmeshed, um, unhealthy situation, which is right. Why- kind of you, you realize at some point through doing this work. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And putting her needs and then learning over time that I had to put everyone else's needs over my own, because that's just how I was raised and how I saw life to be. And I was like, is this going to be my life? Like, what about me? Yeah. Right. And, and yeah, just, it's been such a wild ride. And I'm just thankful for, for, you know, all the coaches I've met and all the people I've met in the personal development community that have helped me find my voice. Oh yeah. Wow. That's, thank you so much for sharing. I'm so glad that I asked you that question. I know we didn't prepare for that question. (laughs) It was so beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. So obviously personal development has transformed you in a lot of positive ways. You and I have had these conversations because we're both in the personal development industry as coaches. And we've seen, I don't know what you call it, like a shadow side of personal development, where learnings go sour, (laughs) where Mm -hmm. something that's meant to be empowering becomes a burden. Sure. And I am curious for you, if you found a dark side at all in the personal development industry? So funny you ask, because I was like sitting here shaking, can't wait to say it and really really be real with you because at some point um, things weren't easy anymore. And I, and I feel like in the personal development industry, a lot of uh, what they tell you is things have to be easy and in flow because it aligns and, and yes. And then at some point I was like, okay, things are getting really hard. It's not easy anymore. Does that mean it doesn't align? And I was like, okay. And then I have to do all of these releases. I have to do all of this work, which was actually putting off the work that I wanted to do, which was like building my business and finding clients who resonate, who I resonate with and who resonate with me. And because things were coming up and bubbling up, I was like, oh, it's not easy anymore. It doesn't align. I have to hit pause and nothing was moving anymore. Okay. Wow. So at some point for you, you were hearing messages like it should be easy. Like if you're aligned, it's easy. And I've heard that message too. I completely relate to this. Like, um, where do you think that comes from? Like, actually, before we get into that, I want to ask what about that word? It needs to be easy was a struggle for you. A different way of asking this question that might be easier to answer is at that time when you're like, it's not easy. It must be out of alignment. What was your definition of easy? 
I think my definition of easy at the time was like challenge free. Like that means there are no roadblocks and I am on this highway and we're all systems go and nothing standing in my way. Mm -hmm. Life doesn't work that way. So quickly, like things start to kind of, you know, get in that road, right? Those roadblocks. Mm-hmm. Okay, Crystal, do we overcome this or do we like veer because it's not easy anymore? There's like roadblocks and challenges. Okay, I'm just going to stop because this is too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. There's no alignment because it's not easy and now I'm not in a flow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the, the, the teaching that you're referring to is, is sort of the perception as projection thing, right? Like if everything's in alignment mentally and emotionally, then, then my goals should just manifest, right? <laughs> like, yeah, there you go. that's the word. <laughs> okay. And so you're like, okay, I'm doing the release work and feeling good. And then I get to my goal and there's a block. Mm-hmm. So your interpretation of the block is, oh, I'm no longer in flow because there's something inside me, a right. block, an emotional block. I need to work through in mm-hmm. order to reach my goal. Correct. Okay. Which I've seen this happen so many times yeah. when people get <laughs> deep into this like personal development. Sure. Thing. Yeah. I don't know what you got like. I don't know, just the world where you're like the personal development industry where you're like, okay, the next release. Okay. The next release, like yeah. sort of this addiction to release work. Exactly. <laughs> hey, it's coach Rachel. Sorry to interrupt myself and my amazing guest, Crystal. I just wanted to invite you to the next transform group coaching course. It is going to start this Saturday, February 17th. So if you are listening to this podcast before that date, now is the time to take action and sign up for a group coaching course that has the potential to absolutely change your life. Oh, and don't worry, if you're catching this recording after February 17th, you can still join us. You will have access to recordings and replays and we will get you caught up. You can jump in at any time. Transform was created because I was looking around at people doing the personal development work, but not taking action. And this really troubled me. It really bothered me. So I wanted to create a group coaching program that would not only provide the mindset transformation, it would also provide goal setting, productivity tips, accountability, mentorship, personality assessments designed to help you achieve those tangible yet just out of reach right now goals in your life. So if that sounds like something that you are interested in, I will leave a link in the show notes. Click on it. Check it out. We start Saturday. I'm so excited to see you there. So Crystal, when did you notice that you were stuck in this loop? Maybe after a year or so of the work and I, I felt like constantly questioning myself and what I learned mm-hmm. because I feel like sometimes 
we don't talk enough about like the human aspect of things like mm -hmm. like we're human mm -hmm. so yes all of these feelings come up so it, it was almost in this um what do you call it like a like a paradox almost of like but this is like what I was taught and if I'm not here like what is all of these other things that I'm feeling like like that I was feeling before the, the all of the release work right I was like oh you know I had this misconception that I shouldn't be feeling these those other things anymore like and I know a lot of coaches talk about that the the zero to 10 like maybe you're just at your new 10 which is like it starts off this whole new zero to 10 thing so now you're at your new zero and I'm gonna interrupt you really quick just to explain what that means right hold your thought so what zero to 10 means in the personal development industry is I come in I give my coach all these problems that are in my life right now and I say this is my this is my current reality I feel shame all the time. I have really high anxiety all the time. I don't get along with my coworkers. I think my boss is a jerk. I want to quit my job. Here's my problems. And then the coach says, okay, great. Let's work through all those problems. And they help you do release work around the shame, around the anxiety, around the communication with your, the people at work. Zero to 10 means when you came to your coach, you were at a zero with those problems. Hopefully, you and your coach have worked through those problems to where you get to a 10. Uh, you no longer suffer from anxiety. You're able to communicate with your boss and your coworkers. You're either comfortable at your job or you have left and found a new job. That's your new quote unquote 10. Then you realize, oh, but my life still isn't perfect. I did all this work. My life's still not perfect. Maybe now I want to work on my finances. I want to work on my sex life. I want to work on my marriage. Here, coach, here's all my problems I want to work on. Here's my new zero. So that's just what zero to 10 means, essentially. Okay, so so how how were you stuck in this zero to 10? How is that a problem for you? I think I was looking for every tool under the sun to figure my way out of my new zero. Mm. And I learned to simply accept that it's okay to be at the zero. Yeah. And to and and to accept that there are challenges and things are going to be hard and life is hard. So that doesn't stop the work though on myself and that doesn't stop the work to move forward. So we do it anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. What I heard while you were talking, Crystal, is that, you know, that, that the release work can become so much the focus, right? Like I'm going to go from zero to 10, zero to 10, zero to 10 that we lose sight of our goals, our purpose, our mission, maybe even like why we started personal development in the first place, because we're so wrapped up in, and everyone's free from this, but oftentimes I see it, 
people become wrapped up in, I want my life to be easy because I'm doing all this work. I have these like magic toolbox kit. My life should be easy. And what I'm hearing you say is you're never going to be a robot. You're never going to get to a place in your life where you're like, I can thrive in every area of my life, every second of every day, because <laughs> whatever. And are you going to release your way out of a zero? Sometimes that's not accessible for everyone. Yeah. So I think sometimes also we forget our own strength and to like dig into our past experiences for, for strength or what people have told us over time for any sort of guidance or anything and just do it anyway. Yeah. Beautiful. Do it anyway. So you realized you were stuck in this loop, zero to 10, zero to 10. How did you get out of the loop? Like what started to shift you towards this new attitude of I'm going to do it anyway? Honestly, I, I really love the community that I've found through personal development. So staying in touch with you and people else that I've met everywhere. And I, I knew I needed at least some support, Mm -hmm. right. As I continue to explore myself and find myself, because although I love the release work, it's not something that I'm choosing to lean on. So I, I, Signed up for your transform class, Rachel. <laughs> no, first it was your productivity 101 class. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, like, what is, I, I'm in this new space where I am just going to welcome any and all things. Yeah. Right. Because that is what it is for me and all of it is okay. And I, I miss the community and I want others to lean on and that's you know what was aligning with me so I took your class and then took transform shortly after and the accountability piece was so helpful and like kind of just keeping track of the things going on and really only focusing on things that I could control yeah which you know I think we focused in your class on two different things like a personal goal and a professional goal and to be able to like hi, like just really leave room for the the two most important things and giving that my energy and having a, a support system to hold me accountable and yeah i was like okay i like like a slow and steady kind of pace that made sense to me And you had talked to us about integrity, which really stuck with me because I feel like integrity, building that with yourself is like the foundation of confidence. If I can follow through with the things I say, I will learn to trust myself. And with that trust comes that confidence. And with that confidence is like it's inner and outer. So it's like this thing that I kept building on that like, felt so aligned that made sense and it honored the unconscious mind and it, and it honored my conscious mind. So I really dug my heels into that idea of integrity. And that was just so supportive for me. So thank you, Rachel, for <laughs> putting Transform together and bringing that community together. And it was just amazing. And it's worked I am- out. 
blushing because (laughs) (laughs) I did not know this was going to be like an ad for transform or like how amazing it was awesome. (laughs) But I really appreciate you sharing that with me, Crystal, because it's so funny. I remember that day that I was going to teach on integrity and I had that little like doubt voice in my head that was like, is this dumb? Like, is this going to resonate with anybody? And then, you know what? Sometimes you have to, that, sometimes that voice has to be your encouragement to do it. Mm. That's, that's when you know something amazing is about to happen. And I'm being serious. Like, I was like, I'm just going to do it. If it's a flop, whatever, we'll have, we'll, we'll switch gears, you know, halfway through the lesson. That's fine. And time and time again, people have come to me from that cohort and said that was the best class that we had the whole 12 weeks. Thank you for teaching that. And so, yeah, sometimes that fear voice, like we're talking about, right. It's not like I need to stop everything and now go do this big you know, trauma release around when did I, you know, decide that I'm doubting myself. It's like, sometimes you just have to go, oh, interesting, self-doubt. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to push through it anyway, because I think there's something great on the other side of this. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for sharing that. Um, what would you say, like after transform, after the class, after the shift started happening and you were like, okay, I can, I can do this. I can embrace the quote unquote hard or whatever the antithesis of easy is. How is that? What is your new definition of easy and hard or doing it anyway? What does that look like for you? I, the word that comes immediately to me is, yeah, is confidence. And I also hear the word fearless. Hmm. like like imagining imagine these walls that come up right when I was talking about that highway and that these roadblocks I'm like okay instead of being like oh this isn't easy does that mean I have to veer off and find what what's aligned and find what's easy or do I just pummel through this wall and just go yeah and me, it's like the integrity to and the discipline to keep that foot on the pedal Mm. no matter what. And I think, and we talked about this in a separate conversation about how I didn't have discipline growing up. Mm. You know, I had to learn discipline as an adult. I used to give up on things if it wasn't easy or if I wasn't seeing results. I wanted to be a bodybuilder for like eight years before I actually started doing it. Because I would work out and then I wouldn't see results in a month. And then I'd be like, no, not for me. And I'd be like, but God put it in my heart. So let's try it again. Mm. No, I'm, I'm, I want to go eat. I want to go drink. I want to go do these things instead, which, yeah, it's fine. But hey, I, I wasted about eight years trying to hit this goal. And then, of course, during COVID is when I was like, let's do this. <laughs> it was COVID. And it was like the most challenging year to try to hit this bodybuilding goal. Mm-hmm. And yet it's ta- it taught me so much about perseverance. And now I'm in year three of it. And 
learning an even higher level of discipline, like saying no to things uh, that I normally would say yes to, going out with friends, eating out, drinking, a lot of these things that my old programming was like, let's do it. Let's go for it. We'll, we'll start again next week. Uh, but like committing to the goal and no matter what, we're just going to keep going. Okay. This is fascinating. I want to ask you a question and I really, I'm not looking for one answer or the other. I'm just so curious about Crystal's opinion on this. With where you're at now, where you have discipline and you're able to say no to the the going out and the drinking and the eating out and all of that, would you say it's easier than it was before? Or is it the same amount of hard? I'm literally just curious. Interesting. I would say that it's the same amount of hard. Really? Okay. I know. Yeah. So for you, because in personal development, we always say, and I feel like this whole episode, we're just like tattling on ourselves. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but we always say, um, you know, it's easy. It's easy. It's easy. You manifest your goals. You manifest them. It's easy. What do you think that that is supposed to mean compared to the conversation about how it, it didn't work for us, right? Or we see it go wrong. What do you think it's supposed to mean? I think it's having a level of understanding of self mm. because it'll be different for someone else. I would say maybe in similar situations because someone else could say, well, it's easier because of this, this, and this. Right. For me, I'm accepting the the parts of me that have always been lazy and undisciplined and didn't have integrity, always looking for outside motivation and being like, okay, I know that those are parts of me. How can I look at each one and say, we're choosing different today, guys. <laughs> right? And like, you know what I mean? Other people won't have that, those voices. For me, I'm like, welcome, welcome friends. Hey. <laughs> We're all yeah. here today and we're going to do this together. <laughs> all the voices in my head. Welcome oh, to the party. We're carrying okay. on. So what I heard that shifted is that there's an acceptance of the path in front of you rather right. than where before it was all resistance. Like you're like, man, this has been four weeks and I'm not like buff yet or fit or yeah. whatever. Bye. <laughs> Exactly. And now there's more of an acceptance of like, this is going to take a while. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to see results tomorrow. That's okay. I'm, I'm accepting the journey is what it is. That's what right. I, yeah. So maybe that's the definition of easy. Yeah. Accepting the journey is what it is. Right. Right. I mean, for me, Sort of like where I think the personal development industry is coming from. And when I say the personal development industry, just so everyone's clear. So I'm, we're kind of like using a, a broad brush here. Mm -hmm. These are concepts that NLP either has directly taught 
or the messages in the teachings have gotten skewed so that, that that's the messages that, that students are receiving when they go to do their NLP coursework is like, if you release all the limiting decisions, you release all the negative emotions, you release all the trauma that's been blocking you from your goal, your goal will manifest. And like the takeaway from that is like, easy. That sounds easy. It should be easy. If I do the breakthrough work, the goal comes easy to me. Um, but I think what that actually is supposed to maybe mean, and we're we're getting it confused, is like if I have a limiting belief that I am not a good public speaker and I have nothing valuable to say, then I'm never gonna start a podcast. Because that limiting decision that I'm not a good speaker and I have nothing valuable to say is forever going to stop me. However, when I release those limiting decisions and now I'm like, oh, I'm a totally confident speaker and I totally do have something valuable to say. The podcast doesn't just exist now. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. I have to take the... The motivation, the energy, the vibration from that release work and say, I still have to come up with the content. I still have to block an hour of my time. I still have to sit my butt in the chair for, you know, sometimes it'll take me two, sometimes even three hours to produce something that's 45 minutes to 60 minutes if I'm solo, because I do a lot of thinking about the content ahead of time or whatever. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make the work disappear. It only removed the mental block, the emotional block that was stopping me from doing the work in the first place. So I think where people are getting it twisted is like, well, if I sit down in front of the computer and now I'm like, I, I can't think of anything to say. So, man, maybe maybe I need to do another release work. Something mm-hmm. not for me. When in reality, oftentimes, if you've done the release work, like the first action step is the most important. Because if you do one episode, then you can prove to yourself that you can do one episode, which means you can repeat the behavior, right? So I don't know, Crystal, did that resonate? Was there anything that you were like, agree, disagree, see it differently? I agree completely. Yeah. So yes to all the releases. And I was immediately thinking, right, the inspired action step to follow is the planning. And planning can be fun, right? You're still could be exercising some flow and some energy where you're like, I'm so confident I'm doing all of these things. Right when execution hits, that's where it matters. Are right. you going to do that first episode? Are you <laughs> going to hit record? Yeah. Right? And, and, and when you're talking... During that first episode, all of these things can come up, which everyone's free from. Yeah. Yeah, like all of these things can come up. And then are you going to keep going? Right. Or, right. Like the, the execution, I feel like is 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 the most important and it can be the scariest. Mm-hmm. It can be. And that's and the thing. When you do yeah. more release work, that means keep doing the scary stuff. Right. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. That's where it is. It's people believe it should never be scary. Mm -hmm. I've done the release work. 
it should never be uncomfortable. Right. And that's just not true. You do the release work. So there's, so, you know, there's not a big giant wall in front of you. However, it's still uncomfortable to do something new. Right. Like, and I think our human brains were just designed that way. Like, Ooh, something new. Ooh, like to take caution, proceed with, <laughs> you know, awareness. Yeah. And that's all completely normal. You're never going to release yourself out of the human experience. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. What they, that quote, the universe favors the bold, I think. I think yeah. that's what the quote is. But I think about that and I'm like, oh, how could we be bold today? <laughs> yes, I love that. Bold today. Um, okay. So we've talked about bodybuilding. Is there anything else in your life that you're doing right now that's, it's not easy but you're doing it. This Rachel, this podcast, (laughs) (laughs) this podcast and, and vamping up my, my coaching business. Mm. It, it, it's scary for me, you know, to put myself out there, to put my story out there, um, to find my mirrors. Right. I think a lot of clients I've met are direct mirrors of me and it's almost like talking to yourself. So it's like, it's this really interesting journey of, of learning about people and also learning about yourself or like continuing to learn about yourself. And I would say I'm a completely different coach than I was when I started two years ago, right. Right. As I continue to learn, as I continue to work with other coaches and it's, this never ending journey and I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And you're so, you're so right. We, I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's perception as projection or if it's a vibrational thing or if it's in the branding, Mm. but I always coach myself too. Like when people are like, what's your niche? Like when you're looking at your, your, your clients, who's your client? And I'm like, my clients are all high achieving go-getters. Mm-hmm. because that is, I wouldn't say that that's not who I am anymore. I would, I would say I, I'm still a high achieving go-getter. I would have to be right. I'm producing a podcast every week. I run a business. Uh, right. I'm just doing it in a healthier way than I was before. So my definitions of the, that term has like shifted over the past 10 years. But yeah, I would say all of my clients have that in common. Like they want to do some big things in the world. Yeah. And when I talk to them about, you know, the blocks, the release work, the challenges with the identity piece around high achieving, it's like, oh yeah, been there, done that, released it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Wild. Even when you were talking about your mom, I didn't want to interrupt you or like take away or anything. I don't, I think I've shared this with you before, but same. I, I ended up caring for my mom in high school um, and how much that impacted me. And for me, it wasn't like a, a cultural thing of like, you have to take care of your mom because it's an obligation. It was actually like a Christianese phrase that I had chewed and swallowed and it had gotten twisted in my brain, which I'm sure every Christian has heard this expression. What would Jesus do? Wow. Yep. And for me, 
For mm-hmm. me, was that crazy? Rachel, I used to wear a bracelet that said WWJD, and I'd really? look at it and be like, <laughs> "That's funny. Do I know what this means?" I have yeah. a tattoo. No. <laughs> Um, so for me, and there's nothing wrong with that expression, you guys, it's the meaning of it, right? It's the twisting of it. So for me, like the, the twisting of it became like, (laughs) I'm Jesus and not in like a egotistical way, but like in a, I have to be all things to all people and save everyone and be there for everyone. And like, someone's calling me at 2am. I mean, what would Jesus do? Answer the phone. To the point where like, I started to hate my existence. Like I was so burnt out. And then I heard a pastor say this and it completely reframed that entire expression in my life. And he said, I wish people would stop saying, what would Jesus do? Because you're not Jesus. He's like, you should be asking, what would Jesus have me do and focus on that? Wow. And I'm sure there, you know, I, that was at a conference with thousands of people and probably most people don't remember that, but for whatever reason, that is the one thing I remember from that conference that I like took away. It reframed my entire world. I went home, I read boundaries and I was like, I'm going to get me some boundaries in my life. And it changed everything for me. That's amazing. So now the bracelet has to be (laughs) W-W-J-H-M-D. that's no that's a great wow yeah yeah so I wish I that back then wow <laughs> right and it's like these they, these are the expressions that are there it comes it's coming full circle because this is an expression that is supposed to be empowering and meaningful and beautiful just like you know if you do the release work it'll be easy you'll be in alignment you'll be in flow and then We can take it and twist it and make it mean something that's just detrimental to us and our health. So, yeah. Is there, what are you up to now? I'd love to know, like, what are you doing? Where can we find you? What are you up to? So, uh, yes, I am uh, close to my bodybuilding show. So I'm really hyper-focused on that as it gets more challenging. I'm welcoming that energy to, you know, help me continue to practice that integrity and that discipline. And I'm excited. Um, But in the meantime, you can also find me on my website, crystaldelacruz.com. I am supporting clients again with with mindset and confidence and i have a free confidence boosting workbook that people can download off my website and yeah i just look forward to you know seeing what this journey brings as i go forth on my coaching journey (laughs) heck yeah okay so um i'm gonna put your website in the show notes Tell us one more time, what is this free downloadable that people can get from you? It's a confidence boosting workbook. Ooh, yeah. Help people figure out what confidence means to them. And there are work pages, there are 
areas where you can journal, um, areas to draw, right? Creating that vision. And yeah, it's just a fun little activity for people to start thinking about how to confidently show up for themselves. I mean, that sounds great. I'm Anybody can benefit from more confidence, right? Like I'm sold. I want to try it. Okay. So <laughs> if we go to your website, is that pretty easy to find? Yeah. 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 You can browse through. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Well, I will put your website in the show notes so people can scroll down, check out your website, check out your confidence booster. Is there any, anything else you want to share? I just want to thank you for this time, Rachel. This is my first time ever on a podcast. I am also someone who was like throwing around the idea of, should I put myself more on social media and videos, should I do YouTube? And I just really love this podcasting format and being able to talk openly and be vulnerable with one another. Um, And I'm just so excited to have had this time with you and thank you to your listeners. Yeah, you crushed it, girl. Like, I'm like, you got to start your own podcast. You're really good at this. And I do not say that lightly. Like you, you have such thought provoking questions. You have such um, deep thought out answers that I would love for you to start your own podcast. And when you do, let me know. <laughs> I will. I'm looking at that wall right now, Rachel. Crystal, thank you so much for being here. And everybody, life is a journey. You're the one in the driver's seat. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Life Coach in Your Pocket. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, or if you're looking to get involved in one of my coaching programs, you can reach me directly at coachrachelbailey.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.